0: All right, welcome back to Sweat and the Board, the gambling segment for the Zoom Disputed Podcast. My name is Trevor Shores. I am one of your co-hosts. I am joined by my other co-host, Colton. Colton, how are you doing this
1: weekend? Uh, Pretty good. Just uh, wrapping up a big weekend of the uh, opening of the Big Ten football season. That was awesome for us in Iowa City. Um, Definitely fun to be back. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. How was your weekend? Good.
0: Just like you to watch a lot of a lot of Big Ten football watched especially Iowa just basically it was a big sports weekend. We had Big Ten coming back with college, in college football. We had you know the rest of college football going on. We had the NFL today. we had you know World Series great games happening there. We had a UFC pay-per-view that happened Saturday afternoon which was a surprise to see there but that was nice too so you know we got a lot going on so where do you want to kind of start with right now? Uh, let's uh, do you want to recap our picks from the weekend? Sure, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll go for my picks. So last weekend, we both liked the boards. So we went ahead and I think we each did seven picks or something like that. We did more than usual. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up, yeah. So, so far my picks are three and three. I lost. Um, my first pick was the World Series game three under. And it was hitting under until the last inning. <laughs> where the Rays came back and tied it on a home run and then they ended up winning on that crazy walk-off correct
0: yeah that basically came down to like you know the last struck last out the last strike possible then this guy this you no know, guy coming out of our randy how do you say his last name aro zarina Rosarima, yeah rosarina just hits a home solo home run gets that over going over seven and a half to eight there just the very last basically last possible possible chance there and Dodgers still win the Game 3 there, but, you know, that home run cashed the, for the over better, so.
1: Oh, that's right. That was, um yeah, I'm getting Game 4 mixed up um with Game 3, where Game 4 had that crazy <laughs> walk Yeah, yeah well, It feels like Game 3 felt like it was forever ago. That was where, uh, yeah, the Dodgers won 6-2, and it was Buehler against Charlie Morton.
0: Yep, yep, that was Game 3, and then we'll talk about Game 4 here in a little bit.
1: Yep. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that was my first pick. The over under was seven and a half. It hit eight, so I lost. Um I had Penn State minus five and a half. I thought that was I thought that was a pretty much a lock, but Indiana came out and played well and they actually beat them in OT, which was really yep, impressive.
0: Yep.
1: Um so that didn't hit. And then my other loss was I took Iowa State money line. They hmm. played Okie State close. They made they scored a touchdown at the end to make it look close, but I um, ended up losing by three, so that didn't hit. And then my three wins of the weekend were the Bills Jets under. Um, the Jets offense didn't do anything in the second half. I think they had like, it was like under ten or twenty yards in the second half. <laughs> then the Bills kicked six field goals. They they even attempted eight, so that was crazy. Um, hey, the was, Jets were leading at one point. So it was ten nothing. The Jets were up. Yeah, they yeah they like led through. I want to say they led at halftime. But, yeah, the Bills ended up pulling away a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that was a weird game. Um, I took the 49ers' money line. They rolled in Foxborough, which, like we talked about, was really weird to see um, Belichick mm-hmm. get destroyed at home. And then my third win was Purdue. I, had them, I got him early at plus seven and a half, and that hit. It was a pretty tight game, and Purdue, you know, ended up winning. As we both know, we were glued to that game this weekend. Yep. And, uh, I also still have the Bears plus six tomorrow and the Rays to win the World Series still pending. Still pending. Yep. So my
0: picks, um, I had picked um, Dodgers to beat the Rays in game three, which was Friday night. That didn't have any trouble there. Um, I went the opposite. Era. I took Indiana plus five against Penn State, like we said. Indiana came out, you no, know, that showed that they could hang with Penn State, ended up beating them in overtime. Did you see that crazy dive there to... For what was that? Was that the, the, in overtime there that dive, if I remember right?
1: Yeah, I I think it was the two point conversion. I'm not for sure. Yeah. I was I was watching the game a little bit, like flipping it back off and on. But right, that was just yeah, that the was main that, angle that to that get there. Like, Yeah, it was. Yep. So, and then
0: those are my. Let's see. Yeah, I got two more or three more. Uh, I had the I had uh, Khabib to beat Justin Gaethje by submission. He ended up doing that exact thing. So that was a good, I believe it was plus or 50 were the odds on that happening. So that was pretty good payday there. Um, then could right after the fight, you know, took off his gloves, left him in the octagon and retired right there. He said, uh, he didn't want to fight anymore after the death of his father. So, you know, undefeated fighter, reti- retiring, undefeated, you know, really, there's no other better way to go out on top. You know, he lightweight champ, uh, Undefe- undefeated like we said been doing it a long time so really kudos to the guy kudos to him have not- nothing but the respect for the guy there too so then my other two winners from today sunday was the steelers titans over 50 and a half now when i gave this pick out on last episode i said steeler it was 50 and a half then but when i went to actually put it in this morning it was at 51 and even though I it, game ended up being a uh, total was 51, uh, I we're still counting as a win since I got it at 50 and a half on Thursday there. So either way, a win, push. Either way, it's not a loss. So we'll, we're happy with that. And then my last winner from the weekend was Packers minus three and a half at the Texans. They were able to basically go in there, really no. No issues at all there. Bounced back from the game against Tampa Bay. Uh, just went into Houston,
1: took care of business like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers usually do. Yeah. Yeah. That was a line that I liked too. Packers minus three and a half. I ended up betting that. Like after I looked back at it, I was like, wow, that is really low for being the Packers. So yeah, that was a good bet. And then unfortunately, my losers from the weekend, I had
0: Florida State plus five and the money line at Louisville. Louisville just or excuse me, Florida State just went in. Louisville just, you know, kicked their butt the whole time. Really wasn't really that close to a game. I don't recall the final score, but I know it was pretty big. My other, or my second loser was NC State plus 15 and a half against North Carolina. Basically same scenario. North Carolina just took it to them right away. I did find out later, or like right before that game, that NC State's starting quarterback was out for that game. So maybe that made a bit of a difference in the line there, but, you know, what are you gonna do there? You win some, lose some. Then my last loser from the weekend was Iowa minus three against Purdue. Um, like we'll talk about in a little bit here. Iowa, you know, had basically a lot going you know, on their side. You know, Purdue's head coach was out with uh COVID-19. Their star receiver, Rondale Moore, also did not play, starting running back, did not play, so they had a lot. Lot of opportunity. We just weren't able to capitalize, and Purdue got the win there. So, you kind of just want to shoot us rolling into talking about college football. And Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Sure. So, like we've already said, Purdue beat Iowa 24 to 20. Um, Purdue was plus 140 on the money line. And, like we said, three, three, three and a half, anywhere in that range for the spread and game going under 52 and a half points, which I, I don't know about you, Cole. I, my guess is it was going to probably go under as well. Yeah. I thought under two. Yep. And then just kind of on Iowa side too, you know, what kind of cost Iowa the game were simply penalties and fumbles on. Iowa's running backs there. Um, I mean, let's face it. You can't turn the ball over a lot and have a bunch of penalties and expect really to win the game there. So I was kind of surprised that the game stayed within uh, as close as it did kind of. And David Bell for Purdue, he just, you know, he's a beast. You know, freshman of the year last year just picking up right where he left off last year against not only in his freshman season but against Iowa to be in the game on Saturday he had 13 catches for 121 yards and three scores which you know phenomenal game for any receiver um, really kind of some good good parts on Iowa's part was you know punting uh, the joke in the Big Ten is always about punting so Tory Taylor he is a 22 or 23 year old freshman from Australia. So kind of keep like we had Michael sleep Dalton last year as our punter from Australia. Now kind of keeping that Australia to Iowa city pipeline going for punters. So kind of need to see him there. Um, I thought too the running game was no pretty good there. I believe we ran as a team 33 times for like 170 some yards, I believe something like that. I know. Um, Tyler Goodson, over 70 yards. Makai Sargent, also over 70, something along those nature. And then we had other guys getting some getting some rushing yards, too. So it really wasn't, you know, the running game was there. Um, quarterback Spencer Petras started, started off a little bit shaky in that first quarter. A little bit was kind of forcing some throws, kind of, you know, throwing him as hard as he could not really kind of putting some touch on or anything like that. But I think after that first quarter, he kind of settled down a little bit there. Um, what else did you kind of see Colton that kind of caught your eye a little bit from the game?
1: I just thought that like coming out, you know, quarterback's first start, a lot of turnover within the roster. I thought, you know, I expected some, it's, there's a little bit of a learning curve in terms yeah. of, you know, this team trending upward. So, you know, I expect them to struggle and then especially like, you know they didn't practice for a little bit. Facility was shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a while they couldn't practice in pads. So, yeah, I, I expected like them to come out and not necessarily look great, and that's that's what happened. There was there was ups, there was downs. I think they, I think they came away with three interceptions. So yeah, um, there's a positive. You know Iowa's been known for having a ball hawking secondary, so three picks is a plus. So um, there's some things to build on. But like you said, um, that fumble like late in the fourth quarter was huge when Iowa had a chance to put away the game and couldn't do it. And then Purdue came down and scored and won on that drive. So yeah. yeah there it, Sorry, go ahead. It was a rocky game, but yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. Hopefully they keep progressing. Yeah. You
0: mentioned the defense a little bit. I thought, you know, Davion Nixon on the D line and Barrington Wade at linebacker played well um, on defense there. Barrington had an interception there. I believe that was third quarter, if I remember right. Um, but some other like kind of, you know, negatives or things to improve on you know the second half they only scored three points and that was in the fourth quarter so some things kind of you know you know need to be able to score not only in the first half but second half as well um then another notable thing I saw uh Amir Smith-Marset he had not had zero catches the whole game I believe he had one rushing attempt I believe they had like a jet sweep or something like that to him but that was kind of eye-opening to see that he didn't really have any catches after that great holiday bowl back last December and, you know, I just saw, you know, I, I'm on Twitter a lot, too, so I see, you know, the Iowa how Iowa fan base reacts to certain things. So you had your usual people crying on Twitter, basically, you know, saying that the play calling is very, very poor, not, not very good, the defense isn't playing very well, quarterback stinks, we need to fire all these coaches. We see the usual stuff when Iowa doesn't play well. I just – people need to relax. This is game one, like we said. Um, what I think would be a difference is so – yesterday's game or Saturday's game was October 24th, right? So what if this game was played that first week of September? You know what I mean? Would people still be having these same reactions? Like people are forgetting that this is the first game. This isn't like week eight or week nine or whatever for Iowa. This is week one for them. Like we just need to relax. We will, it's game one. You know, I thought for game one, it wasn't too terrible, but not, you know, not perfect, obviously. So we need to, we'll, be, we'll be perfectly fine. We've got Northwestern next week at home. Um, I think, you know, stuff will get fixed, stuff will get, you know, cleaned up and should be out, come out a lot better next week.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully.
0: So that was the Iowa game there. Then we did have some other, other games from the weekend. Um, just let's just kind of rattle off, and Colton, if you want to kind of say anything, I'll rattle off a few, and if you've got any sort of opinion or Say anything there? You know, chime in there. Number six, Oklahoma State beating Iowa State 24-21. Um, I believe that the line was three, so Iowa State did cover the three um, points there. So I didn't. I would not watch the game at all. I just saw the score and a couple of different highlights there. Did you
1: catch that one at all? At all? Um, I just saw a little bit of the highlights, but like we talked about, that was a game that is kind of shaping the Big 12 race. So now it's yeah. Okie State and Kansas State atop the. Um, Big 12 standings they're both undefeated in conference play so um, that seems to be their two best bets to get into the playoff um, you know yeah. either of them trip up it's gonna be tough but um, yeah that was a game I liked Iowa State money line I thought it was good value but they just came up a little short. Yep yep really
0: nothing much more to add there then no we mentioned Big Ten football coming back I think that was kind of the the news of the weekend really the Big Ten came back kind of play had a lot of great games so the first one that kicked us off on Friday night was number 14 Wisconsin uh, basically humiliated Illinois they beat them 45 to 7 game wasn't really that close Um, their quarterback um, I forget Wisconsin's quarterback's name is it Graham
1: Uh, do do you yet know his last name at all I don't me and my friends actually had the same conversation um, Saturday we were talking about how good he played and we couldn't remember his name but yeah he played great
0: Graham Mertz I just looked up his name yep Graham Mertz he played you know great uh Jack Cohn was supposed to be the starter going into the season however he got injured a couple weeks ago so Graham Mertz came in played phenomenal um didn't really have very few errors on his part there just played a great game and I just I don't know if you saw this before we hopped on here news actually broke he tested had a positive test there do you see that
1: yeah and like we talked about it's like he's out like three weeks so that's huge for Wisconsin
0: Right for sure. The next three three, I believe next three weeks are uh could be wrong, could be wrong, but I think it's Purdue Purdue's one of them, Michigan and forget who the third one is, but I know those are two of them for sure. So or Nebraska, Nebraska they have next week. So Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan will be big if he is indeed out the next three weeks. Um kind of keep our eye on that and seeing. I'm sure he'll get tests. Again later this
1: week, maybe it'd be a false positive or second positive test. We'll keep our eye on that. Definitely. And like that Wisconsin, Illinois game, that was one me and you talked about. We couldn't decide on Wisconsin my, minus 19 and a half. Like we thought <laughs> that was a pretty good one. And then they'd blow the doors off of my 38. So yeah. Yeah, that just yeah, they they really put the beat down on Illinois. Yep,
0: yep, for sure some other games we got uh, we won't we won't touch on these ones too much Alabama number two Alabama absolutely destroying Tennessee 48 to 17 probably looks like business as usual for Alabama number three Notre Dame throttled Pittsburgh after coming off that disappointing disappointing win against uh, Louisville they come out absolutely like I said throttled Pittsburgh by 42 points so Notre Dame showing that they are indeed a top five team in the country number five ohio state um i actually had the first watched the first half of this game it was you know pretty close for the most part against nebraska but then ohio state does what they do pulled away beat, beat nebraska 52 to 17 um did you catch that one at all before
1: yeah i caught i caught a little bit of the first half and like i thought ohio state that spread was like just giving away money i thought that <laughs> I thought that what happened would happen. I thought they would just blow the doors off Nebraska and that's what happened. But yeah, early it was close. It was weird, but they pulled away.
0: Yeah. I, I did end up taking Ohio state. It was like minus 26 or some crazy number. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it just because I don't like Nebraska and Ohio state came through for me. So good for them. Um, We won't do these a whole lot more uh, or excuse me. We won't touch on a whole lot more of these. Number 14, North Carolina beat up number 23, NC State, 48 to 21. Like I mentioned, NC State starting quarterback was out. So that played a huge factor into that. Um, Indiana upsetting number eight Penn State in overtime. That was you know crazy to see. Uh good for Indiana. Look a team that's probably on the rise here in that East Division. Probably could challenge being a number two or even a number or number three or even number two team in that division. So we'll keep an extra eye. Looking at them, Oklahoma bounced back against TCU, beating them 33-14. Louisville, absolutely, like we mentioned earlier, manhandling Florida State 48-16. Looks like Florida State is not, is that team that isn't as good as what we thought when they played. Uh, they hung around with Notre Dame, and then this to me was a surprise. Rutgers, look at Rutgers go, beating Michigan State 38-27. How about that? Good for yeah. Rutgers.
1: Yeah, and then just a couple of things I want to touch on. Yeah, the Rutgers pick, if you had them, Moneyliner spread, great value. Mm-hmm. Um, let see, the Indiana upset, um, we talked about, that was a great pick. You know, Indiana, like you said, 8-win team last year, beats Penn State this year, definitely a Big Ten team on the rise. And then um, also that Alabama spread was another good pick. I thought that spread should have been like minus 30, and it was only like minus 20. So, um, yeah, those were like a few bets that I just thought were solid on there
0: yep yep for sure um yeah so good good first week back to the big 10 you know they've got you know seven like like i mentioned earlier there's that was week one for the big 10 there's seven more weeks plus the championship weekend so you know we're not shouldn't really be freaking out too much against what the big 10 offers and what especially for iowa fans we don't need to be freaking out right now so take it week by week and there's a lot of of season left for the big 10 so Let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. Um, did you what kind of did you how many games did you catch today, Cole? Any any
1: games kind of caught your eye a little bit? So the biggest game. There was a lot of good games on. First of all, a yeah. lot of close finishes. I caught so I, we had like four three or four screens on, on the new games. So we had Steelers Titans, which was came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titans came back to make close. Um, of course, I was watching the Atlanta game um, that came down to the wire too. And then, let's see, we also had on the Bills game, which was kind of a – it was a slower game, but um, the Jets hung around like we talked about earlier. Uh, what games did you have on?
0: Um, I also had the Steelers-Titans game. That was, you know, good back and – good Steelers, you know, they got out to them early and then, you know, Titans come back and almost almost came back and won that, but Steelers were able to – was it a missed – if I remember, was that a missed field goal on the Titans end that lost them that game?
1: Yeah, so they drove down, had a chance to tie and then missed a field goal to tie it. Yep. So I believe the line Which also would have put Go ahead, sorry. Which also that if they make that field goal, that hits the over under for both of us instead That's of That's true, it. yep. So, yeah, that kind of like Yeah, that was tough for me, but <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um with that I was also had on the Saints Panthers game. I took out... today I actually took Panthers to cover plus 7 and I believe the score was 27-24, so Panthers were able to – didn't win the game, but they stayed with them, able to cover the spread there. Good pick in the Saints. Um, I had the Packers-Texans game, like we mentioned earlier. Packers came in, took care of business, so really nothing too much there. Then just some other no, other notable games from the weekend. Um, Browns and Bengals, that was a uh, – they basically uh, – Browns are able to outduel the Bengals 37-34. It's a pretty high scoring game there for your over picks. Um, Cowboys, you know, they lost Andy Dalton to that concussion. Did you
1: see that hit during the game? I did. That was a massive hit. That looked really ugly.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd imagine John Bostick for the Reds, or excuse me, for the Washington football team almost said the R-word there. I he got ejected from the game. I imagine probably a fine will be coming, possibly a suspension for that hit. So it's too bad they lose Andy Dalton. You know, I don't know how severe the concussion was. I imagine he probably won't be playing next week. So they have their third string quarterback, who I have no idea who he is. I have no idea where he's from. So I'm not even going to basically attempt to look him up at all. So Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I'm in the same mode as you
0: there. So those are some of the early games. Now, I noticed this week that they spread out the early games, your noon games, a lot more balanced – then you're like three o'clock games. Did you notice that? Like they had like last week, they only had maybe like two or three, three o'clock games. Whereas this week they had like what I think four. I think or there five? was four. I want to say. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so, a, little, so a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more balance there then these games. They were kind of no, they weren't as exciting as um as the noon games. We had forty nine ers destroying the Patriots, thirty three to six. Forty nine ers were I believe underdogs going into this game. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good money there. If we had any 49ers backers there, um, Buccaneers beat the Raiders 45 to 20 Tom Brady and company able just did what they do up to went up to Vegas and beat them. And then chiefs Broncos 43 to 16. Also, that was a snow game there. Do you see the kind of the snow on the field a little bit there?
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. And like the chiefs still put up 43, which is really impressive. I
0: believe I saw a stat that the a popular pick for that game was the under. They thought maybe because of the snow, but, I mean, that game easily went over by – so they total – or the score was 59. I believe the total was at, like, 46. I, I think someone said, like, 13 points it went over by, so. Yeah, that hit really easily for sure. Yep, and then – when, we come, when this comes out on Monday, we have Monday Night Football, we have Bears-Rams. Bears are going in as a six-point underdog, and the total is right now set at 45. It'll be interesting to see what kind of happens here. It, it's in uh, Los Angeles there, so at, at the Rams stadium there. And I'll give my picks on the game in a little bit here, but any early thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, I think for sure Bears plus six is a great pick. I mean, a five and one team who is, I mean, just played well this season. I think at least it's a close game. I think covering six for them is no problem. Um, I think the over under is really interesting because both these teams have been in plenty of games where it's like that low scoring, like low 20s, even teen scores. So with the over under like sitting in the low 40s, I, it's like hard because that is such a low number. I I can still see it even going under that, which is crazy. But I, I that's that's a tough pick for me. That's one I would stay away from. Okay, so this is to
0: be the third year in a row that the Bears and Rams have played in twenty eighteen. I'm just look this up now. In twenty eighteen, it was a cold. I remember this game was a cold, uh, snowy game in December. It was at Chicago, so bear weather. Uh,
1: what, what do you think the game, uh, the score of the game was, Colton? 2018. Oh well, I'm a- I'm gonna say I actually don't remember, but I'm gonna say like uh, under. I'm gonna say under 40 points total. It was uh, Bears won 15 to six. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I'm
0: sure. That was a sloppy game. I remember specifically because it was Jared, one of Jared's golf's first like actual like cold games there, and he just looked uncomfortable as all can be. And then they played last year in Los Angeles. Rams won 17 to 7. So another low scoring game. And that was in mid-Nov that was right before Thanksgiving in mid-November. So a couple low scoring games to keep
1: you just keep in mind for Monday night football. Yep. And then I just want to touch on the game tonight that by the time this will be released, it'll be the final will be out. But the Sunday night game, mm-hmm. um, Seattle, Arizona um should be should be a good game like we mean you talked about before this both the teams have played each other close recently Mm -hmm. um both teams it's I I probably see a higher scoring game and I think Vegas does too the over-under set at 55 so um probably expect to shoot out there and and a fun game to watch uh what, what do you think about tonight's game yeah I'd agree I feel like you know Seattle's offense has you know been their strength for the
0: most part defense has struggled um this year as well, a little bit in terms of giving up points. I feel like Arizona's offense should be able to, Kyler Murray, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitz and crew should be able to put up points there. So we'll kind of see. I would, I think I would definitely, even though this will be already over with by the time we come out here, I definitely am taking the over and Seattle's points right now. I believe it's minus
1: anywhere between minus three and a half and minus four. Yep. I'm the same boat as you. I took Seattle minus, uh, three or three and a half so yeah Yeah. I like that too
0: yep for sure and then not to forget about our baseball friends we had the world series go on we had Friday night Saturday night we had you know game three and game four basically almost two polar opposite games here do you want to kind of talk about game three a little bit I know we already mentioned a little bit but we can kind of go into a little bit more detail
1: yeah so game three was that um Walker Bueller Charlie Morton matchup um, that was a game where I saw it as more of a pitcher's duel that I thought the Rays would win because Charlie Morton's been so good in the postseason. Um, I know I think you took the over. Is that right? I th- I just had Dodgers just winning over the Rays in general oh, on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And Walker Buehler continued his dominance. He threw a really good game. He he struck out ten, gave up one run in six innings. So a solid outing from him. Um, yeah, the Dodgers put up six runs against the Rays and that defense and Charlie Morton and they won six to two.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh that was game three and then game four, almost entirely different uh scenario here on Saturday night. Rays beat the Dodgers eight to seven, a very wild game. Uh over going the over-under was eight going into the game that easily went over. Um, like I said, complete very different game compared to game three, back and forth. You know, they had six combined home runs between the two teams. Um And I'm sure you saw this, too. And this is one of the wildest, like, finishes in in, in a World Series game ever seen. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so the Rays were, before that play, they were down by one run, correct? Yes, yep. Yep, and a base hit to the outfield, scored a run to tie it. Um, There's another runner on, I want to say, on first base, um, outfielder uh, ball scoots by him the uh, the winning run rounds third base the throw comes in uh, the runner trips on the baseline it looks like he's probably going to be tagged out the ball gets by the catcher on the relay and uh, runner gets up and scores for the rays to win so if you had if you had money line on either of those teams your heart was just through the roof whether oh, yeah. it was whether it was rays going from down one to winning in one play or you know you had the dodgers and boom, your bet sinks on just one play after it looks like it's going to hit. So that was that was really crazy. Imagine live betting that game right before that play happens. Oh, goodness. Yeah, if you live bet Rays, wow. Talk about one of the best bets of the year. For sure. So
0: after game four on Saturday, we are tied up at 2-2. Um, game five is tonight, Sunday as we record. Currently, as we're talking right now, I have not pulled up here. Dodgers are actually up 2-0 at the top of the second inning. Um, Clayton wow, Kershaw man. versus Tyler Glasnow for tonight. And I don't think – so, obviously, when this comes out, we'll, one team will be up three games to two. Game six will be on Tuesday. So, how do we want to go about this? Do we want to assume one team wins? Do we want to give a prediction for
1: Tuesday and possibly Wednesday? How, how would we like to do, attack this? Uh, we could talk just a little bit about the future of the series. I, I like, I wouldn't assume anything about tonight. There's seven innings left, so yeah. I wouldn't make any assumptions there, but yeah, we can talk about just what we think about these next two games. I know it's hard because there's no pitching matchups set out, but yeah, we can just kind of talk about what we think will happen. Uh, uh, what do you think, what do you see in game six and maybe a game seven?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like we said it's difficult to talk about when we have a game currently happening and when this comes out we won't we don't know the result but when we when people are hearing this they will know what happens um for my sake and my future bet i'm hoping that the rays come back and win game five tonight and then end up winning game six just for you know my, per, my personal gain there um you, you've got the two teams best pitchers going at it right now with kershaw and glass now so it'll be interesting on Tuesday, who do they throw out? Do that? Do they throw? Um, oh, they probably won't throw out Walker Buehler again. Just go on short days rest. Um, who else has been kind of a big name for the pitchers for them?
1: Uh, they have they have Urias who has won a ton of games this postseason. Yep. Um, I want to I want to say he started Game Four for the Dodgers. Yeah, so he won't probably pitch tomorrow. Or yeah, I would six. say whoever started Game Two for them will start Game uh six those games be like so long ago too yeah honestly the series is it's been kind of more spread out than like the other ones there's been mm-hmm. a little bit of space in between which has been nice yep
0: yep so that's what my i'm just gonna go off that just for like i said my personal my personal game uh race come back win game five sunday night and go in and close close out the world series game six on tuesday night
1: yeah, and hopefully that hits for the sake of your bets. Um, I'm thinking, like, uh, just, like, for the sake of, like, what's been trending so far, I think we continue to see the offense dominate. Mm-hmm. I really I really thought we would see, like, the, the defense of the Rays kind of take over and be more of low-scoring games, but I thought the pitching would shine more. But it's been um, more of an offensive show so far, and I guess the guys who started game two were Blake Snell and Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. So, I was those are probably the probables for game six, just, just for reference. That'd be, that'd be good,
0: good, good pick to do it. Like we said, very high scoring world series, every game so far has gone over. So over under tonight was eight. And like we already said, it's two to nothing. So well on the way to hitting the over there already. So that's a little bit. Um, Next time we talk, we will discuss probably the final of, the World Series, whether it's Game Six, Game Seven, that'll be to be determined as when we talk next. So, so like we, so kind of close out a little bit. We usually give our best five. However, with you know a little bit of the uncertainty of how the World Series is going to play out, and not really a whole lot going on between now and our next episode, we'll, we're going to change this to our big three. So these are our three biggest picks for the next couple of days. So Colt,
1: why don't you start us off? Yeah, like you said, pretty much all we have is Monday night football, Thursday night football and the World Series. So we'll trim it down to three. And my first pick, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Panthers minus three Thursday night against the Falcons. Um, that'll be a fun game. That matchup is like always close. It's a heated divisional game. I love to, I love to watch it. Um, it's always a good game. I'm glad it's on primetime because it feels like we never play them on primetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers minus three. They've been solid this year. Atlanta continues to, to show signs, but it's, it's, they just can't put it together. Um, it's a struggle over there. So um, I'm going to roll with the Panthers minus three.
0: All right, all right. I'll probably think about a little bit, a little bit more as we get closer to th- Thursday Night Football, but so far, I like the pick so far. Um, my first pick I'm going to take, and I'm sure you probably guessed this, Bears Moneyline. Moneyline right now is sitting at plus 225, so that is – for a team that is five and 5-1 on the road, that is almost stealing money in my book. Um,
1: That's unheard of. Yeah, that is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think Bears should be easily able to go into Los Angeles, take care of business like they have so far. Is it going to be pretty? No. Will it be ugly? Possible. But I think for sure Bears will be able to go in and take that win against the Rams.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I've actually – I've already laid down Bears plus six. I've laid down Bears money line, so I love it. I think it's a great value, one of the best values we've seen so far. Um, my second pick, I'm going to go with a pick in that game too. I'm going to go with the Rams' team total point score to be under 25. Um, I, I tried to steer away from, like, the game over. I don't necessarily know what direction it's going to go. But the Rams have – they've had – their share of games where they've struggled to score points Um, and the Bears defense is just crazy it feels like every game they're holding opponents to little to no points Mm -hmm. Um, one of their high score games was actually against Atlanta which was weird but um, for the most part they've been holding teams Uh, that defense is great I'm going to go with the Rams under 25.
0: Yeah like we mentioned before so my pickle kind of piggyback off this a little bit I'm going to take Bears under 45 points, or sorry, Bears, Rams total under 45 points. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the two teams, they pre- played two years in a row here. Both games have been extremely low scoring. Um, one game was in the snow and cold, one game was in Los Angeles. And I feel both games are going to, or excuse me, both teams in this game are going to keep that trend going and keep it a low scoring affair. So I'm taking Bears, Rams under 45 points.
1: Yeah, I think if I had to put money on money on that game, I would or that specific bet, I would probably take that. But, um, yeah, I like it. Um, My third and final pick, I'm going to go with uh, the game six of the World Series over. Um, I just both these offenses have been great. They've scored a lot of runs Um, at this point. I, I can't bet against the under. I've tried. It's failed. The offenses have shined. So why not bet against them? I'll take the game six over.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, game six, like we mentioned, we 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 think probably will start, not 100 for certain, but um, you know, game six, it'll be do or die time for one of the two teams. Um, they're gonna give it all they got there. You know, bats will be swinging, try to get as many runs scored as they can. So I like that. I like that pick or um, over for game six there. My last final pick here this is a little bit out of the box here for me, at least I am taking the first touchdown to be scored in Monday night football to be Darnell Mooney of the Chicago bears. Now you're probably thinking who the hell is Darnell Mooney? Good question. He is a rookie this year for the bears. He has, you know, I think he was a, I forget which round he was a later round pick, definitely day three pick between rounds five and seven. Um, He has kind of come off not really come off, but he's kind of made his name known in the la- in the Bears' receiver core the last, last few games, especially with guys like Allen Robinson, Cole Komet, the tight end, Anthony Miller and stuff. But, I mean, I'll kind of read you off some of the numbers he's put up the last few. So, against the Panthers, you know, these aren't going to be, like, out of this world numbers, but for the Bears, they're not too terrible. Um, week six against the Panthers, he had three receptions for 36 yards. Week five against the Bucks, two for fifteen. Against the Colts, five for fifty-two. Um, Falcons, two for nineteen. Giants, three for thirty-six, and a touchdown scored. And Lions, three for thirty-eight. So, even though they're not eye-popping numbers, I feel like definitely it, he is plus eighteen hundred to score the first touchdown. I feel like he might just get that opportunity get and be get that first touch or that second career touchdown for him. So, I'm taking. Darnell Mooney, plus 1,800
1: to score the first touchdown of the game Monday night. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, like, you watch your team every week. I'm sure you know them well. I don't watch the Bears a ton, so I wouldn't necessarily know. But at plus 1,800, I mean, you throw down a buck, turn it into 18 bucks if it hits. If it loses, you're out. Almost nothing. So, low risk, high reward. I like it. Why not? I was looking at who I want to put there. I was like, I could go the safe route. could go with David Montgomery.
0: I could go with Allen Robinson or Cole Komet. I was like, Let's just throw it out there for the people. See see if we can win them a little, win them a little something.
1: Yeah, why not? That's a, that's a crazy like that's a crazy payout. So why not?
0: Yeah. So all right, I think that pretty much covers it, Colton. You got anything else?
1: I don't. Um, I hope everybody's weekend was great in terms of betting. There was a lot. There was a lot going on, and uh, a, a lot of good. Uh, lot. It was a good board that we liked. So hopefully everybody hit on some stuff. And uh, good luck with everybody betting through in the week, uh, throughout the week. Yes, sir. Echo all of that. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.